Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. and the city of Los Angeles on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit. Please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. Everybody, welcome into the Plaza Podcast Prospects Power Half Hour. It's me and Phil Goyette, Phil of Sports on Twitter, P H I L of Sports, and M J Govier. G O V is a Victor I E R. Today's show, we're going to focus in in thirty minutes or less on who Phil has been targeting recently. Some prospects in Dynasty Baseball that he is going to share with you now. Phil, I can't believe that you're going to reveal all of your secrets. So, what are some of the limitations <laughs> to this? Uh, little thing we're going to do here there are no limits there are no limits i won't wow. uh some people who wow who listen, dude who listen to the show might tune in uh so i won't talk about anybody by name or any team names of the leagues i'm in because i do know some people get a little um, sure they don't want to get dragged or something they're thinking like they're getting taken advantage of meanwhile i'm the one that's trading anything that's worthwhile right now. So I'm the one that's getting dragged realistically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're the one who's making the sacrifice here. You're revealing a lot of what you would like to be doing. So I, well, I, have, the shitty, I have the that. shitty team that needs to get rebuilt. So uh, now in my defense, I didn't start with this team. This was a dead team that I took over this season. Um, but I was thinking I would maybe be, be able to make some kind of playoff push with it. And then I decided I gave up. Uh, and I decided to just strip it, get every part off that I can, and start rebuilding. So, All right. Well, there it is. Of course, make sure you are a part of our Discord. we got a free Discord available. We just cracked 100 members the other day. That's cool. Congratulations. 100 members. That's impressive for a little show that has no support from a website. We're, we're totally independent and free of any type of network. It's just us out here all by our lonesome in this big old world. So if you want to continue the journey to 200, please join by going to the Blossom Podcast Twitter feed. It's all at the top of the feed, 
There's a Patreon and a Discord. If you want to join the Patreon, it's as little as $3 per month. Very reasonable. And, of course, we're two subs away from 300 on the YouTube. So if you want to be number yeah. 300, that could be you right now. If you're not subscribed yet to the YouTube channel, Plausible Podcast, subscribe now. Uh, Jeff Whiteley's in the chat. What's up, Jeff? Good to see you here. Oh, and he wants to know real quickly, Volpe or Carroll? Hmm. Anthony Volpe Cor- or Corbin Carroll? Corbin Carroll. I have to think about that one. He's going to be the he could he's probably top prospect in baseball starting 2022 season, I would think. Wow. Assuming Didn't the he big just guys do something graduate. unique. He was like the first guy to crack double digits in homers yeah. and steals or something like that. I I read a, yep. a stat line about him or the other day. Yep, double digits, homers and steals. Is that double A? They pushed him right up to double A. He's probably triple A around the All-Star break or something, I would think. Uh, gets a shot to bring camp with the team next year. I don't know if he'll get up in September or not, but uh, he's a special talent. He's very um, – outside of his baseball skills, he just has the ability to acclimate and change and take coaching. So he uh, should be a really exciting player. Hold him dearly if you have him in a dynasty league right now. Mm. Well, Alec Thomas got the call for the Diamondbacks, so he's been up. And I watched him play last night against the Dodgers. And, uh, you know, he's been holding his own. Is Corbin Carroll a better player than Alec Thomas? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing against Alec. Nothing against Alec. They have a nice outfield they're building there for sure. But, yeah, Corbin Carroll can do it all. Corbin Carroll, man, he is. He was a guy I mentioned even on the main show a couple weeks ago as somebody to stash, possible stash in redraft. It'll be a long shot, like Phil said, too. I'm not sure. I mean, if he keeps rolling. I, I, yeah, and if Arizona keeps playing decently enough, they have all this pitching that's clicking this year, right? So uh, mm-hmm. new pitching coach. Um, so uh, it's, it's interesting. I don't know. That's the toughest. That's probably the toughest division in baseball. That or the NL East or the AL East. I don't know. It's up there. It's a hard division. It's going to be a hard division to come out of, I would think. Those are the top two long. toughest. AL East and NL West. No doubt about it. And the uh, NL East is tough, too, but the Nationals are terrible. Oh, hey, yeah. J-Hook, 703 in the house. What's up, J-Hook? If there wasn't yeah. his shoulder injury, he might already be on the MLB roster. Is that true? Corbin Carroll hurt his shoulder. Yeah, he was he was started last season completely on fire and then hurt his shoulder and had to have surgery, I believe. And it basically took him out for the rest of the year because the team didn't want to push his recovery because there really wasn't any big rush to push it at the time. So, um, yeah, that's, I think that's Joe there. I, I would agree with Joe that, um, he could, he could, he could, he's probably more, a few more reps. He's ready to play. I mean, if they've got Alec Thomas up, like I said, I would rather have Corbin Carroll as a, just a real life player. So, um, but look, it's exciting for the D backs. Yeah, of course it is. It is an exciting time to be alive. And the D backs, they give, a lot of plate discipline. They've really improved on their plate discipline this year. They don't hit the ball as well as you'd like them to or enough. Yeah, they do have but, a lot um, of kind of, yeah, guys that get on base. Perdomo gets on base. Uh, Paven Smith gets on base. Even if they don't hit for a ton of power. Yeah, that's true. You were right. Marshall gets on base. Yeah, it is Joe. Hey, Phil, it's Joe. Oh, yeah, it is Joe. <laughs> Hi, Joe. <laughs> Joe's here. That's Joe. We've revealed your status. Thank you for being here, Joe. Uh, Jeff Whiteley also wants to know about Luis Garcia, who's a uh, guy who's already played in the majors for Washington a couple of times in the last two years, and he's still at AAA right now. What do we think about Luis Garcia? 
Stash him. Yeah, I love that idea. Keep stashing him. Uh, he is – I can find the stats. I'm clicking on the wrong Luis Garcia. He's one of the Uh-oh. hottest players in AAA again. Um, he was last year in AAA. Uh, he's still only 22 years old. Uh, nice left-handed bat, which is good. Plays second, plays shortstop. There's just so much to like about him. Um, and on top of that, too, I think he hit uh, – how many home runs he hit last year? In the bigs, six home runs. He had six home runs in 70 games in his brief MLB debut, struck out less than 20% of the time. So he's doing all that again in triple A. His ISO is 285 so far. Uh, Woba is 446. WRC mm-hmm. plus is 173. And he's doing it again. He did it in triple A last year, uh, 2021, too. So love Luis Garcia. He's actually one of the guys I traded for in this dump. Uh, so this he's dump. a target. Yeah. Uh, let me throw something. This is a total curveball at you. Uh, what do you think of Zevion Curry of the Guardians? You know anything about him? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. Um, I don't know if we talked about him in the preseason or not, um, but he's a guy that usually comes up on my uh, ERA estimator. Um, I hope I'm not going to trip over myself here, but I think he's a guy that's good at limiting walks and gets – uh, oh, he doesn't get a lot of ground balls. So I'm wondering why he's up on the estimator. But he's still a strikeout machine, gets uh, pretty good at limiting walks, um, doesn't get a ton of ground balls. But FIP, look, FIP, XFIP is going to love him, which it does. He hasn't had an XFIP above four at any stop in his minor league career. Uh, he's at double A this year again to start the season. He was there briefly last year. Um, and he could be like, a, I don't know, like a number four five type starter a guy that can come up and eat innings um okay. back end of a rotation especially nowadays where uh, eating innings is like 150 so mm, I, like I love eating innings i like yeah. him. i don't know if he's a guy you want to be stashing you know for redraft this year but if he's a guy you have in dynasty you want to hold he's gonna be 24 in july Xavion curry now that's x z a v i o n so i don't know if the z is silent and the X is in play, or if the X is silent, X Xavier, X Xavier. I don't know. I'll have to learn. I'll have to be informed about these things. But uh, somebody asked about him on Twitter the other day, and I wanted to get a quick feedback on that. We also had one other question, which I think you already answered in the Discord from Russell, who was not able to be yeah. with us in real time right now, about a 19-year-old named Evan Carter, who's in high A for the Texas Rangers. Evan Carter. Yeah, not Russell Crowe asked a question about Evan Carter. Um, and I agree, Ben, I agree with a lot of what Ben had to say about him. I remember watching him some uh, prep footage before he was drafted and thinking, wow, he looks good, um, which is what I said in the Discord. Just if you can watch, find some clips of him and watch the video. Like if you're into fantasy baseball and you're watching, you're a, you're a baseball fan. So you're going to have an inkling when you see this kid of kind of what the potential is here. He looks like a future center fielder. He's about 6'4", uh, but he's fast, can cover a lot of ground. He's going to fill out, you would think, and get more muscle on his frame. Um, so super athletic. Uh, and then like Ben said, he's got a really good feel for uh, the plate, the zone. Um, he's got a good eye, I would say. Uh, when you watch him hit, you'll notice um, uh, pre, pre-pitch, uh, he's got a wiggle. I'm doing the wiggle here. But he's got like a hand wiggle, which a lot of times some people dislike. Like you more like uh, 
Luis Roberts more of a, he just stands. He's like a stand and SWAT. You know what I mean? Uh, Gary Sheffield uh, really moved the bat. He had a major and bat. Why, why did why did Sheffield move the bat like that? Because uh, he was so strong and he geared up to crush the ball. Close. His bat, he was so fast. His bat speed was so fast that he needed to start his timing mechanism before the pitch came because otherwise he, he was going to be in front of stuff all the time. Oh. So you can find Vladdy Guerrero Jr. kind of has this. Uh, Bo Bichette kind of has this. You'll see these guys with really quick bats trigger um, their movement. It's almost like a double clutch kind of type of thing where before the pitch is coming in, it's a timing mechanism for him. Carter has it. And you'll see, I was watching a clip before we came on. I don't know who he turned around, but somebody threw um, during spring training. There's a good clip of him taking a 98-mile-an-hour fastball out. And it's because his bat speed's so fast. So on nice. top of being able to read the pitches, he's he's got a really quick bat. You can tell by his ability to get premium velocity around. And he's only 19 still at high A. So It's good to be 19. Yeah. Although <laughs> I'm actually very grateful to be the age I'm at. I feel much more wise and uh i like where i'm at i like this age it's it's good i mean i don't like the pain i feel right now because of my stupid injury related to <laughs> softball but you know i guess that's the sacrifice <laughs> physical pain versus wisdom i'll take the wisdom but evan carter 19 year old in the texas system someone to keep an eye out and russell is always looking for the next big thing in his dynasty league yeah. so we hope that helps you out, Russell. Uh, this is Plaza Podcast Prospects Power Half Hour. We're live. Me and Phil Goyette. Follow us on Twitter. Plaza Podcast 2Ls. You talk. Give me two. Phil, let's get into that list then. So who would you like to start with? Yeah. Someone that you've been targeting in Dynasty Baseball for possible trade consideration. Yeah, and these are all, so these all come from real-life trades I've made in a team I'm rebuilding. So we can start with that. Now, the first one I want to just briefly mention was I, I worked a trade with somebody. I think I sent, like, a draft pick. I took Albert, Ad, sorry, Adbert Azale off them, who was an injured Cubs pitcher who I liked before he got injured. So I thought, well, I'd just kind of stash him. Great slider. I had, to drop, I had to drop somebody as part of this deal because I didn't have enough room on my roster. So I just sent him back in the trade. And I sent him back Griffin Jacks. So yeah. Phil's, less, Phil's lesson number one is think twice before you cut a guy off your roster like Griffin Jacks. And you're thinking it's just a throw-in guy you were going to cut anyway because he's he would have been a nice piece to have on my team this year. So number one, be careful even with your. But drafts. why did you cut him though? Because you just <clears throat> didn't like his profile, or you didn't think he'd play? Yeah, like, uh, Griffin Jacks, he's not going to pitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, so uh, yeah, that's that's lesson number one. All right, so lesson number two is I I look at all the pieces of your roster. And you're always going to have, when you say, uh, you put that message out there, I'm looking to rebuild or, you know, I'm looking to move some MLB parts. You're going to get messages from league mates who are going to try to get you to package like four or five pieces to them. And you don't want to do it. You're almost always going to work out better in returns if you can split them up into individual deals. Hmm. Right? Why is that? I, I, I don't know why that is, but I find that I almost get more back on a smaller trade than I do in the big blockbuster trades, unless you have like a prospect you're really, really targeting. Okay. And I try to stand by this and stick with it as much as I can. One or maybe two MLB type players in a deal. And that's it. I don't go any more than that. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, I traded Emmanuel class a closer for the guardians who was also, this is a contract league. So I had him on an extended contract, which was pretty cheap and nice. Um, 
anywho, he's a closer. He wasn't going to help me this year. Who knows if he'll be closing next year. Uh, and in return, I got a guy I would target, Wil- Wilman Diaz. So Wilman Diaz was a big international signing for the Dodgers, who has kind of um, not been on the radar, uh, has only played in the DSL so far, Dominican Summer League so far. Um, so I like getting Wilman back here because I thought it was just kind of like a lotto ticket in the Dodgers system. And the Dodgers have pretty good track record with developing players. So Wilman is a guy I'm targeting for that, and I think you could probably get him pretty cheap. Um, and then I also got back Yanni Hernandez. So Yanni's a Diamondbacks guy who gets on base. It's interesting that you said that. And can steal bases, plays third base. Um, so I thought there was a shot Yanni would get some MLB playing time soon, and I would know what I would have there. And he could be a potential keeper for me next year. Um, so those are the two guys I got back in that trade. But Wilman would be my target, number one. Um, the next trade I did was Jamer Candelario, the Candyman. Uh, from the Detroit Tigers, and I traded him straight up for Anthony Garcia. Jamer was a guy people were trying to get thrown into other trades because they needed like third base depth, but I split him off. Anthony Garcia is, we've talked about him a couple times on the show. He's a monster in the Yankee system. He's the guy that broke my barrel uh, estimator. Uh, He had a 200% home run to fly ball rate at one level last year which is metaphysically impossible to do. Um, so anyway, he's got the, <laughs> like the biggest – he might have the biggest raw power in the minors right now. Um, so he's a type of guy you want to target. He's not on top 100 lists, but he could be if, he's, if stuff starts clicking. So you want to try and get these people that can rise up on the list, like an Evan Carter. Evan Carter is another great example of that. Like Ben said, he could be a guy that's like a top 50 prospect this time next year. Anthony Garcia is really 21 years old now. Yeah, he's already yeah. – uh, so he's not a, a super youngster, but he's still at single A at 21 years old, six foot five. Yeah, he's a big boy. I, I remember you talking about him now. It's coming yep. back to me. Top of the scale raw power for the minors. Um, he probably has top of scale raw power potentially in Major League Baseball <laughs> if he was hitting in Major League Baseball. So you take, you take a chance that he's going to figure it out and that the power is already there. So you know he's got at least that one carrying tool. Uh, Christian's here. What's up, Christian? I haven't seen you in a while. How's the season going down there in uh, Bluefield in West Virginia? We'd like to hear oh, yeah. about that. Remember, he's uh, he's coaching. He's coaching, now. right? Yeah. That's right. In Bluefield. Very cool. Uh, great throw-in piece in a trade. Anthony Garcia? I assume I think, he means. Yeah, Christian was a... I think Christian was on Anthony Garcia before we were on Anthony Garcia. Oh. Well, something yeah. about these giant studs that the Yankees love, huh? They love monster men... Six foot five, six foot seven, who could just crush the shit out of the ball, huh? Yep. Yep. And I do too. What can I say? <laughs> hey, we all do. Right, who are we kidding? We all love big, strong men that can crush a baseball. Yeah. I'm not going to lie about that. Uh, Christian says, uh, oop, that's like hands in the air emoji. Like maybe it's so so. Hey. That mean you guys are off to a rough start. What's your record there? Yeah, Christian, fill okay. us in. Well, I want to get some more information on that. In fact, I could probably look it up. Uh, all right, Phil, continuing fourth here. Who else we got? Okay, my next deal, uh, I packaged Enrique Hernandez from ah. Boston, TK, uh, and Austin Hayes of the Orioles. Ooh. Hayes has been good. He's a guy I've always kind of liked. Um, and one way I wish I hadn't moved him, but in another way, again, this is a contract league. And he had just like a basic contract here. 
not a contract where I'd get a nice rookie price on him. So I was trying to get those guys off my roster to get guys with rookie potential prices on my roster. Okay. The big guy I got back in this deal was Brian Bello. Brian, Brian Bello. Bello. Not, not Brian Bellows, who used to play uh, hockey. No. He was a Montreal Canadian, I yeah. believe. Montreal and uh, <laughs> former Minnesota North Star, I believe. Oh, Christian says the season hasn't started yet. He leaves next week. Okay, well, that shows you what we know. Oh. Sorry, Christian. It's the draft. <laughs> Christian, Christian is, it the, um, is it the MLB Draft League that you're coaching in? It is the uh, Appalachian League. I do know it's that. If So if you know what the yeah, Appalachian yeah, so League is. Yeah, so that's the... Yeah, that's the um, so the MLB set up this pre-draft. Well, it goes past the draft too. I think we talked about it on the show before. It's a draft league where it's a bunch of prospects who might not be playing late into the season with their collegiate teams or prep kids that want to get more reps. Uh, the MLB put this league together for the kids to play in pre-draft, and actually, a ton of guys got signed out of this league last year. Um, so, yeah. Wow, there it is. There's confirmed. Yes, sir. Christian Crespo confirming that. By the way, make sure you follow Christian. He's a great follow. He knows a lot about Dynasty Baseball and minor league players, prospects, etc. Definitely someone to keep your eye on. Okay, so as you were saying, uh, Kiki Hernandez and Austin Hayes. Brian Bello. So uh, you said Brian Brian Bellows. I I always think of uh, Brian Fellow if you're an old SNL. Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Yeah, Brian Fellow, Safari Planet. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Brian Fellow is not a certified zoologist. So, uh, no. so Brian Bellow though is pro- is the the best pitching prospects in the prospect in the Red Sox system right now. He might be their best prospect, really. In my personal opinion, fast fastballs touching a hundred this year. Um, he's got two secondaries that can both get whiffs. He's pitched really. He was he pitched well last year by my estimators. He pitched well this year by my estimators, gets ground balls, um, just got promoted to AAA, I think, this week. So I got him in the trade before the promotion. But Bellow's a guy I would be targeting in deals. And, again, he's a guy that maybe is not quite in the top 100 at the moment but could be rising based on his performance, which seems to just keep clicking. So Coming into 2022, just for comparison's sake, Fangraph's top Red Sox prospects, the first pitching prospect that hits the list, is number four, and that's Wilkelman Gonzalez. Wilkelman Gonzalez, a 19-year-old in single A. And then there's Connor Siebold, of course, who got the call, right? He is uh, yeah. Is he going to make his debut this week. Am I correct on that, or am I just making that up? I think he came up in the Discord. I think actually Ben maybe got a um, – maybe came up in Ben's daily list. I don't know if Ben's on the show, but uh, – Yeah. Um, yeah. And he was part of the, uh, wasn't he part of the trade for, oh, God, what's his face from the Phillies a couple years ago? That deadline deal? The the former closer. He I can't even remember his name now. I don't think he even you pitches. You know, the guy. MLB. Yeah, the guy who doesn't even pitch at MLB anymore. Oh, Workman. Brandon Workman. Brandon Workman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was that deal in the 2020, which also brought Nick Pavetta, I think. So I could double check on that. At any rate, yes. I'm looking it up. Bello is six on Fangraph's. Top prospect, uh, eighth overall, Brian Bello, and he is the third pitcher mentioned. Based on what Fangress has to say, you know, we all disagree. We all have our own thoughts on things. Of course, uh, Brandon Walters, number ten, who was white. mentioned by Ben recently on the show, just for kicks. So. Yeah, hey, look at this, man. August 21, 2020, Boston Red Sox trade 
right-hander Brandon Workman and right-hander Heath Hembry to the Phillies for Pavetta and Connor Siebold. Well done. There you go. All right. Okay. I was paying attention. Was a, I remember. That's was a knee deep post-trade deadline deal. It was like a waiver, one of those waiver. Uh... Well, because it was the 2020 Bozo season. They didn't have the deadline oh, until. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So the season had just started the month before. <laughs> So, okay, yeah, now I know where we are. Continue forth, though. We were talking about Brian Bellow, though. That's what really matters here. Yeah, I love him. So, target Bellow. Uh, don't be too afraid of pitching prospects. So, um, okay, my next deal, I traded uh, Jordan Romano. That's a tough one Ooh. to take. Closer. Closers are always – you can always get stuff back for closers because people have an immediate need for them. Um, same premise as with Class A. He might be nice as a keeper. But who knows who's going to be closing next year? So cash him in while you can, just like MLB teams do. Uh, and mm-hmm. then this was I traded Ramon Laureano before he came back, thinking oh. there was just a lot of risk there. I don't know what the hell he was going to look like when he came back. Uh, and in return, we got Luis Garcia of the Nats, we spoke about earlier in the show. Um, I got a draft pick. So we always try and throw in, even if they're later round draft picks in like supplemental drafts, always try to get them to throw in one of those picks back if you can. Because say you're a draft day shows up and you've got like three, six rounders. Those are great to package together and move up in the draft with or grab a veteran with. Um, and then I got Garrett Mitchell. So Garrett oh. Mitchell is a Brewers outfield prospect uh, who I rate pretty highly. Uh, he does have kind of that five category potential. Um, slipped in the draft because he had diabetes, I believe. Um, but oh. uh, big athlete. Uh, like the guy, upside play, but he's another guy that could be a prospect riser next year. Um, so I was happy with that return. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Garrett Mitchell's a guy. I feel like. I feel like the name means more than what we're getting right now. Uh, it's a bigger prospect name that I'm not not getting as many return on the investment, but it's still early. I mean, he's not over. He's not post hype by any means or anything like that. I just. Uh, I'm slightly concerned about him as a guy that's going to pop. But if you like his profile, then I'm going to believe you, and I will reevaluate that immediately. (laughs) Next trade, uh, I traded Dylan Cease. I traded Dylan Cease. I had him on also an extension contract, which was pretty nice. Um, Nice. So I traded a pretty nice deal, Dylan Cease. Um, I, I believe in him. This was just kind of, this is where I really decided I am rebuilding. <laughs> uh, yeah. But in return, so I got back uh, Bryson Stott, and this was when Bryson Stott got sent back down to AAA. He's back up again. So I still believe, I don't think one month is going to make or break Stott's career. Uh, I got James Wood. James Wood oh, is an outfield the, uh, prospect for the Padres. Mentioned on the show many times. Show. <laughs> yep. Uh, so I got James Wood back. Uh, I think I saw a stat today. Among teenagers, he has like the third lowest swinging strike rate in the minors right now, which is amazing because he's like 6'7", 240. Like wow. he it's unbelievable how he can cover the plate. Uh, hand-eye coordination is great. He can run. He's been playing center field. He can hit home runs. I mean, the upside is just astronomical. Um, and then I got my vanilla guy, who we've also talked about on the show a decent amount, J.J. Blade, who a lot mm. of people think, oh, he's pretty vanilla, Mr. J.J. Blade, But he kind of – started to change his swing especially in the fall league this past fall so if you're paying attention this ain't the old vanilla jj bladay uh this is more like a cookies and cream or something he's got a little extra in there 
A cookie dough, maybe? Yeah, some chunks in there. Yeah, mm. right. There you Fish go. food, yeah. <laughs> oh, I like the Tonight Dough. It's actually my personal favorite Ben and Jerry's. He's the Tonight Dough. I don't like that Jimmy Fallon solid. all that much or that show, but the Tonight Dough is very, very good. We're a big fan of the, have you had the Netflix and chill? I never have that one, no. Peanut butter. I feel like peanut butter. It's like peanut butter and pretzels. Uh, see, I get risky. Peanut butter and ice cream is a risky. If that's a bad taste, some really bogus peanut butter ice cream that bummed me out. But I, I got to give it another chance. I got to open my mind. Uh, Christian wants you to know, by the way, in the live chat, like all of you guys can jump into, Mr. Garrett Mitchell has fallen behind the likes of Joey Weimer and Sal Freelich in the brewer system, but he still has potential. Garrett Mitchell still has potential, Phil. I agree. I agree with Christian. I think he's probably got it right on the ordering there, too. And hey, I'm just, probably yeah. pre, preseason. I don't know if I'd have him either of those guys ahead of him, but what he's done so far in 2022, I will say it's early. So let's see. I remember the Arizona Fall League first pitch thing I did last year. I've said this before. That guy who was a big scout, he's been in the business for decades. He did nothing but negative things to say about Joey Weimer and said he was totally overhyped and had a massive hole in his swing. So just saying. I'm just sharing this information. He's still, he's still he's still getting it done. He's actually looking even better. Yeah. I mean, Cross and Clegg loved him. That night they went and saw him in person in Arizona Fall League that night. They came back and they were just like, they were walked into the hotel right through the front lobby. And they're like, oh, my God, we just saw Joey Weimer. He was amazing. And it was just this wild night at the ballpark. And he really made an impression on them. Uh, Jamie's yeah. here. What's up, Jamie? Always in the I'm is that your about, uh, is that sling you're wearing? Swing that bat too hard last night. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I really need to take a couple of days off. I play softball three days a week, and I got this chest injury. It's a new injury, guys. Hey, new injuries. Yeah. Here's to new injuries. Uh, or we got a couple more minutes left. You can't so. be taking you can't be taking days off. You're trying for that contract extension this year. I know. You got to get your ass out there. It's a big year for me. I mean, if I don't come come through, I'm going to lose my job. My family's going to have to start eating ramen noodles. It's going to be tough. It's going to be really, really tough. You're searching like KBO. You can't move to Korea. I would love to go to, maybe if I could move to Japan, that would be incredible. But you're right. I'm not as big on Korea as I am on Japan. That's true. You know me very well. Also, I just wanted to throw it out. Um, I don't know if that's like an official sling you're working with there or if it's like more of a uh you're working with like an old pillowcase type of thing this is absolutely a sweatshirt it's a hooded sweatshirt <laughs> <laughs> See, here's here's the hood right here yeah, so. this is uh it's like a totally Davis free cardinals yeah <laughs> uh all right well we've got time for one more go here phil you want to give us one more yeah let's do one more um but uh which one do i like which one do i like I don't like that one. I did get Mason Wynn, uh, who Ben talked about on the show. So Mason Wynn's the guy you want to target. Okay, mm-hmm. here's a guy I targeted specifically for this deal. Uh, Lamont Wade, I traded off for a team that needed some corner infield help, essentially. And I got back another San Francisco giant, Sean Roby. Um, I know about Sean Roby from following Roger Munter and is there our Giants blog and podcast. But Roger sees a lot of Richmond uh, Richmond's their double A affiliate. They moved the stuff around, but I think they're double A affiliate still. Anywho, Sean Roby, he said, has potentially the biggest power that he's seen in the Giants minor league system ever. He's the guy that's hitting all the home runs in the Richmond home park, which is like a death to home run hitters. Wow. Uh, so I targeted the guy, saw the team that needed him, said, Hey, what do you need? 
He said, well, we need some help. What about Lamont Wade? I said, sure, let's go with Lamont Wade. Lamont hadn't come back even from the IR yet. So cashed him in, and now I'm happy with Sean Roby, who could maybe one day be a Lamont Wade replacement, which would be cool. Oh, and he is a little older. He's 23, uh, and he's going to be 24 in July at AA, and you would like to think that this match should be MLB ready. Is he that close, though? Could he play this year? or? Yeah, if they needed him to, absolutely. Uh, oh, you know, okay. he's like a three true outcome type, big whiffage, gigantic power, gigantic power. Sean Roby. So if, if the strikeout rate comes down 10%, you're dancing. You're dancing with these kind of guys. And for those of you that say that it can't happen, uh, I saw before the show today, Luis Roberts strikeout rate is like 13%. And he wasn't right now. No, it's not going to stay like that. But he was a guy when he was a prospect that everybody said, Oh, uh, he can't read spin at all, and he's going to always struggle with that. And, you know, if you watch, like, 50% of his home runs is him smashing sliders so far in his career. So I don't even know where that comes from. But, two, don't forget these guys can make changes. Um, And if you can – I think it's easier to bring the strikeout rate down by 10% than it is to increase your isolated slugging by 100 points. Right, so you start with the guys that are over 200 isolated slugging, and you pray that strikeout rate gets to a point where they're usable. Absolutely, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Christian Crespo says, Look into Jackson Merrill, you won't regret it. Tampa Bay kid, is it a Tampa Bay kid? I don't know off the top of my head, that doesn't ring a bell. So, I remember there was an umpire named uh, oh, Padres. Padres Wait, who was, stu- who was Stump Merrill? Was that someone? Am I making that up? I don't know. I like that name, though. Sounds like a hockey. That'd be like a hockey player. Uh, Gump yeah, Worsley. A, I think there was an umpire named Merrill something. I'm not thinking of Merrill Kelly either. I'm thinking of <laughs> some type of umpire. Anyway, hey, if you guys know what I'm talking about, hit me up. Let me know. That's it. The show's over. We're over our 30-minute time limit. Padres Farm is cooking. And uh, J-Hook says, as we close out the show, playing with James Wood in Visalia. How about that? Okay. Nice. I'm going to be checking him out. Next yeah. stop. Marilyn Wood doing their thing. Jackson is really good. All right, cool. Oh, you guys. Hey, thanks. Love the show. Christian, we love seeing you, man. I'm so glad thanks you popped in. by, Christian. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Have a, hey, have a great season down there Get in Bluefield. The Discord with us. Yeah, yeah. All right. If you're not in the Discord, Christian, you definitely need to be in there so we can still keep up with you when you're on your Bluefield adventures. In fact, we can give you your own channel. We'll call it Christian's Bluefield Adventure. It'd be great. We could do that. Christian's no problem. Blue Balls. <laughs> <laughs> You just couldn't help himself, could you, Phil? There you go. Yeah. No. Phil is uh he's still on a juice cleanse though. He's a little loopy, so please forgive him. I am not. Uh, <laughs> oh, he would love to. Okay, great. Woohoo! All right, we're out of here, guys. Uh follow Phil on Twitter, P H I L of Sports, Phil of Sports, MJ Govier, Plaza Podcast, two L's two Z. Utah. And that's the Give show. Well, guys, until the next time, we'll see you in the Discord. If you're not in there, sign up now. Prospects is a curious thing. Make a person trade. Sometimes, but it might just save your life.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.